welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is community, rediscovering one another. After being physically separated for more than a year, we look forward to the opportunity to reconnect and become even more the kind of community that God intends. May the power of the resurrection strengthen us on this journey. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And you who were once estranged and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his fleshly body through death, so as to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him, provided that you continue securely established and steadfast in the faith without shifting from the hope promised by the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel. Here ends the reading. It is a quite commonly held assumption that science and religion are in conflict with one another. When making this case, one of the more well-known examples cited is the Galileo affair in the early 17th century, where Galileo was found guilty of heresy by the Catholic Church for his assertion, groundbreaking at the time, that the sun was the center of our solar system rather than the earth. Then we have the dust-up between Darwin's theory of evolution and the Church's understanding of creation. The growing schism between long-held understandings of Scripture and God's revelation on the one hand, and what we came to know about the universe through scientific inquiry on the other, led to a rupture in the church in the early 20th century. Two broad factions emerged. Adherents who insisted on the timeless validity of the church's understanding of God's action in the world moved toward what we know as fundamentalism while those who advocated an adaptation of religion in response to scientific discoveries and philosophy made up the modernists. Even with these significant examples of the effects of scientific revelation on the Christian faith, I believe it's still an open question if science and religion are, in fact, in conflict. Our passage from the letter to the Colossians helps put this debate in perspective. It is a beautiful hymn to the power and place of Jesus Christ in the cosmos. Christ is the image of God, and through him all things are created, in heaven as well as on earth. All worldly power comes to be 
through him. His existence precedes all creation, and he, in fact, holds all creation together. And in Christ, God reconciles himself to his creation through Jesus' atoning death on the cross. This is a grand, epic, transcendent homage to Jesus Christ. It reveals what we call in the biz a high Christology, emphasizing Christ's divinity. And it effectively dwarfs the arguments we've been having all these years. What we're reminded of today is that Christ is ruler of all. So why do some of us get worked up about the necessity to convince others of Jesus' lordship? As followers of Jesus, we are absolutely called to witness to our experience of God. We are charged to be ready to make a defense for the hope that is in us. But if we truly believe that Jesus is Lord of all, that he reigns over all, why would we be overly concerned with coercing this profession out of others who do not yet believe or who understand God in different ways? As Christians, we can live in the assurance that Jesus is Lord of all, whether everyone recognizes it or not. And because we know that it is Jesus' will that all be drawn to him, we can live lives of grace and invitation and love while leaving the conversion of hearts to Jesus. And why do we set ourselves in opposition to emerging truths about the natural order? The earth need not be at the center of the solar system for Christ to rule the cosmos. The truth of the creation stories in the first two chapters of Genesis is not negated or threatened if we determine that humanity evolved over time. If we read Scripture's account of creation too narrowly, then we are forced to explain why there are two different accounts of creation. If all creation happens by God through Christ, why would we be troubled by new truths that science reveals about our world? The truth is that science and faith aren't in conflict because they set out to answer two different questions. Science is concerned with how. Our faith is concerned with who and why. This beautiful Christological poem in Colossians reminds us of the who and why. All things have been created through him and for him. It is here, in Jesus, that the means and meaning of creation are found. It is also here, in Jesus, that the redemption of creation is possible. A redemption not just for humanity, but for the whole world. I am regularly reminded that I worship an awesome, complex, and mysterious God. In today's world, we don't find a lot of patience with mystery. Mystery is seen as oppositional to knowledge. Mystery requires that we let go of our need for certainty and acknowledge that there are truths that we will never be able to prove or explain. I actually find it comforting that the God I worship is bigger than my ability to fully understand him. Our faith in Christ gives us a worldview that is both large enough and consistent enough to accommodate our ever-expanding understanding of how God's creation came to be and how it continues to evolve in our own time. 
because all, everything, the entirety of the world is in and through Christ. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O God, who by the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light, grant that we, who have been raised with him, may abide in his presence and rejoice in the hope of eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be dominion and praise forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 